While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Where are you right now, Yasmin? Are you in Me? London? You're on your Little Euro trip. You? Are you in Scotland? So, Manchester? So Paris. I just got in from Paris this morning. She's a Euro baddie. Um, you guys, I'm in Manchester with my lover. Oh. Ah! All right, let's get yep, into it. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm Josie, for those who don't remember or wanted to forget. Mm. <laughs> no one would want to forget. I'm Alicia. And I'm your dad's favorite. Yasmin. Okay, this is your say. Yasmin, why are you in Manchester? Tell us. So, so, okay, so I'm just going to spill the fucking tea. So basically, since September, I've been talking to this person. Mm -hmm. She's probably she. Oh, by the way, she's a she. Yeah, anyways, came out to my dad this weekend. It was cool. Huge Um, deal. Proud of you. And it was amazing. You know, went as well as like, you know, as I'm very privileged. My dad was like, okay, great. Amazing. So what? Have you told her about me? Like, as an Arab man making it about himself. Your dad like, sounds like Elizabeth Holmes. He's like an Arab man. My dad, my dad literally is, he's not Elizabeth Holmes, but... This he is, is the star of the show, though. I my dad is the star of the show. The apple mm-hmm. doesn't fall far. But basically, I've been talking to this person for months now, and we've never met. I know, catfish. I could have been dealing with an 80-year-old man mm. with with a micro penis and... Oh, no. um, in like like nine arms and an alien from from mm. Venus. Yeah. But I didn't. I came from the airport. You guys, I was shitting my <laughs> pants. I actually couldn't sleep for the last couple nights. I was walking in. I swear to God, she's probably listening through the other door. But I was walking in listening to what song? All Too Well by Taylor Swift, the 10-minute version. Oh, because God. I wow. have a vision in my head. I have a vision in my head. And if it doesn't go as planned, then might as well just not go. And I almost let my luggage go around a second time because I was so nervous and I just didn't want, I just couldn't go through the door. And I was walking through the door and there she, oh my God, guys, it was straight out of a movie. She was leaning on the wall with her jacket and she just looked at me and she was like, you okay, princess? Because that's what she calls me as a pillow princess. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A scene in Stand By Me or something. No, it sounds like a, a scene in a Hallmark Christmas show. Oh, okay. Starring. It's like yeah, it's kind of giving that. And I was like, oh, my God. And we both were just shaking. And we're like, is this real? We've been talking and FaceTiming and like falling asleep together, like over FaceTime and like building and fostering a relationship over a fucking phone. This is Joaquin Phoenix's dream in her. <laughs> like, this is what it is. And... Has it, it so it's been amazing because this is the first time y'all have ever been together in person. Yeah, and it's funny. It's like they say, like you know, right when you meet someone, like the spark mm. is either there or it's not. Mm. Is it? Um, it's very much there. Wow! And how how long are you guys going to be together? <laughs> yeah, how long is the relationship going to last? How long is the relationship going to last? How many days are you guys going to last? She's like, it's so what is it going to last? Two weeks? Three? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so how long is this last? No, like it's. 
you know, we're taking it day by day. It's it, we're just here together, and we're going to Scotland this weekend. Um, Josie, we're going <laughs> to Edinburgh. your side of town. Yeah. I know we talked last episode how you were there for seven. You're months, going to my hometown, months, and I didn't come. But <laughs> your place of origin. I, I sent you all the racks. Yeah, and so Josie sent me like this long of a text a very long text of and also can i just say the grammar in there and there was no punctuations whatsoever it was a run-on sentence because it was it was hard to read because i wrote that like in the middle of the night for omar when he visited me yeah it's great we're going this weekend i'm really excited and isn't she beautiful she really is she's pretty mm-hmm I have to say, I'm coming in with a fire under my butt because someone left a note on my car just shy of 20 minutes ago that says, I'm a cunt who can't park. And it's written <gasps> in such incredible yeah. font. Mm-hmm. And their Wonderful handwriting skills is just incredible. And I'm going to leave it on my car like a bumper sticker. <laughs> it also was a big piece of paper. Like, it wasn't no, like, sticky note in the car. Like, thought went into that. And I'm going to keep it there because um, I want everyone to know. So, God bless Whoever that is, if you wrote that I'm a cunt who can't park on a silver SQ8 um, in Los Angeles on what day is it today? Tuesday, Tuesday the on, 10th. Also, can, can I Tuesday, just say, please hit me up because you might be the love of my life. <laughs> um, there's no way that's your first time being called a cunt on the no, road. No, it's or not. Like, there, it had happened there it once before at, yep. at Sushi Dan in Studio City. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, in the air of being a cunt let's start this cunty episode today is our first dare we news where we are excited to get into some hot topics let's do it yeah One of the most exciting things about a new year is you have no idea what adventures are in store for you. From travel experiences to picking up new skills, like look at me, baby, I'm in Paris. And there's no better way to prepare for 2023 than by learning a new language with Babbel. The language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. Like I literally can have a full conversation in French now. I asked for escargot um a la a la a la carte s'il vous plaît because of Babbel with Babbel you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real life conversations in as little as three weeks trust me other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Pronunciation and accent. V. In addition to Babbel's lessons, you can access podcasts, like dare we say, videos, stories, and even live classes. I literally love Babbel so much because I knew I was going to Paris and I knew if I was going to go, I want to be like Louis the Ninth or whichever the one didn't kill all his wives. I think that's Henry the Eighth in the UK. I wanted to talk like him. And with Babbel, I got to do that. But right now, you can get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash dare. That's babble.com slash dare for up to 55% of your subscription off. Babble, language for life. Mwah. You're feral. You're literally a dirty little feral little girl. And you're going home every single night and you're ordering literal Taco Bell. And you're regretting it the next day because you do it every <laughs> single night. And you can't even mm. sleep fully at full eight hours because you're not even filled with the nutrients that you need to survive. And you're on yeah. the brink. You're on the brink, babe. Yeah. You're going to Cedar sinai getting blood tested because you can't even breathe properly because of your yep. feral, 
fucking eating habits. Well, you know what you need? You need HelloFresh. Tell us about it. So listen, I don't have the time to go to the grocery store. Love, live, and laugh all the grocery stores. Love love stores. Love going there myself, but I don't have the time. I'm a, I'm a single mom who works no job, so loves his kids, but he never stops. With HelloFresh, you can skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious restaurant quality recipes delivered right to your door. If you're looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year, HelloFresh is a great place to get started. It's cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout out. I'm balling on a budget, so I can't be spending like $900,000 on ordering Thai food from another like online website. With over 35 weekly recipes, they have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your goals. Choose calorie smart and carb smart recipes or even customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides or upgrading your proteins or adding protein to a veggie dish. HelloFresh's latest line of meals is fast and fresh recipes featuring robust flavors and filling portions that are ready in less than 15 minutes. Also something cool is Green Chef and Every Plate, if you've heard of those two. It's now owned by HelloFresh, and now with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I have tried both of these, and I think that they are both amazing, so now I'm grateful that now you guys can have all of them at once at a discount with me. What's the discount? Go to HelloFresh.com slash Dare21, Dare21, and use code Dare21 for 21, yes, you heard right, 21 free meals, plus free shipping. It genuinely doesn't get better than that. That's HelloFresh.com slash Dare21 with code Dare21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. You're telling me these people are getting 21 free meals? <gasps> They're getting 21 free meals. You know how much you can do with 21 free meals? Do you know how much money you're saving in grocery Babe, shopping, girl? It comes to your house. You can live another 21 days. You can be fed. You can be full. You can be beautiful. Can also, I tell you? It starts with what's in. You are what you eat, babe. Okay. You are what you eat. And today, HelloFresh is what you need. They got you right for 2023. So get into it with 21. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Ding. Okay, guys, I'm actually very excited about this episode because <gasps> we are doing something new. We are starting a little hot topic series where we just talk about things that are happening in the world that we care about, we find interesting, that we're obsessed with. A little bit weird. Um, and we just bring it to the table and we invite you to hang out with us and talk about random shit too. You so. guys, there's so much going on in the world right now. So much. I feel like, do you guys feel like America is a hellhole? I'm sorry, dads are driving their Teslas off of cliffs. <laughs> oh, like, awful. People are getting killed left and right. Yeah. Football players are having heart attacks. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> is he a football player? He look, oh my God. Is he yeah. a no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, like, he's in the back. Um, yeah, so many is just weird. Is he in the basketball? No, baby. He's not in the basketball. He's, he, he do not do the hockey. The, he do not. He he's do not, not in the sports. He's, he's not, not in the athletics. Baseball, okay. What's he's sport? not in his sport. His football. Um, okay. DeMars. That, that, this is probably one of the most interesting intros to that conversation um, that has been had this week. So that tickled me. But DeMar. Um, that tickled you. Is a football player who collapsed in the middle of the game and they stopped a game, which if you know anything about NFL, that is like unheard of. It really? is mm. unprecedented. They keep games going when like... Even if people die? 
Or like get well, her? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yes, yes. Thank God people don't usually die during um, national sport games, but they do get hurt. Like people tear ACLs, people break their legs. People have injuries where they're like paralyzed for um, a moment. Like awful, awful things. And people, unfortunately, sports have just gotten really accustomed to, okay, like we keep it pushing after moments like that. So um, obviously this horrible thing happened. Thank God. What tomorrow. happened? They had to resuscitate him. Like he died and like what? they literally. Yeah. Okay, wait, break it down yeah. for me. Okay. So DeMar Hamlin is a football player and during a football game, um, he collapsed, right? And they literally declared. Was he in mid-play or was he just like on the bench and fell over? <laughs> no, 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 he no, no, was no. He was on, on the, the field. field. Oh, shit. He was on the field. And he collapsed and they literally declared him dead, girl. Like, and they had to reassuscitate him. And obviously this was like an extremely traumatizing event. Like, they didn't know what was going to happen. Like, this man is phenomenal. When he woke up, he literally asked, like, did we win the game? That was the first mm, thing he said. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, you won. Like, you won life. Like, you won, babe. And um, in this game, like, a bunch of the players from both teams, which if you know anything about NFL, they're super competitive. There kind of is this like energy of um, just aggression the whole time. And the whole game stopped and both teams really beautifully rallied around this man to hope that he would live and prayed on the field. Wow. But unfortunately, the discourse that followed that awful event um, was pretty inhumane. Like there were debates on ESPN being like, Awful things happen, but we keep going. Like it's, yeah. you know, where people were mad that they stopped the game because he collapsed. There were. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the show, but um, there are these two like reporters where one of them made a tweet and he was saying, like, I'm praying for the family, but then gives like an analysis on how it's too late in the season and how. You know, we have to focus on football and that's just how this game is, whatever it may be. No. So unfortunately, like this awful thing happened, but it was a really interesting discourse after because obviously there were humane people and compassion yeah. being flooded not only to Damar and his family, but also to the players that were just traumatized. This is awful. Um, but then there was an even larger conversation, right, about sports and how mm -hmm. maybe the safety precautions in which we have, especially on a sport that is as gruesome and barbaric as football, need to change. You right. know, and I feel then like there's no protections like, for football players and i'm always talking about people getting concussions left and right i'm like yeah i literally thought you died after like one concussion the way people are just moving around life like i've had nine no. concussions like it's it's insane I, I was gonna say there wasn't there were like a recent study to show like the people who were in the nfl or played like d1 football all the way and they like took them when they were like 60 or 70 years old they're like 10 times more likely to get dementia and yeah. alzheimer's and memory loss and the amount of like body aches and in, in, in trauma that their bodies go through at what point it's like yes it's an entertaining game but but also this is a human life yeah too and like the irony is football is actually my favorite sport i think it's a great sport i, I love sports games but it's undebatable that things need to change because of mm. how these men have to deal with the aftermath after they play mm. and then literally yeah. No less than a week later, I think it was a high school or college game, a basketball yes. player yes. collapsed. 
and like fell to the ground in the middle of the game. What? Yes, yo. Like, yeah. And there needs to be a much larger conversation of how do we protect men, specifically black men who are playing these sports. Yeah. Um, and we have a larger conversation about concussions and how do we prepare them? And maybe, you know, we, we don't let children start at peewee football running these crazy drills, you know? Mm. Um, and it also like creates this idea in your head, that, like you're not working hard enough in, unless you're in pain. Or like yeah. you're about to collapse or you're struggling because I yeah. think that like that is a big thing too with sports. Like pushing yourself to the brink and like they're not really taught self-care mm -hmm. and then in that way. I, I think that sports in a lot of ways is beautiful. It's great camaraderie, teamwork, awesome. But there is an aspect of like your body now is this commodity and like maybe we need to shift how we talk and how we prepare people to play sports and how do we protect people so that moments like this don't happen? How do we protect people to not push themselves past exhaustion and putting their health literally in jeopardy. You know, like my best friends, like one of my best friends, David, he played D1 football. And in high school, he was told you need to stop because he had had so many concussions from playing at the age of five up until his adulthood and then was left with the aftermath of multiple yeah. injuries. You know what I mean? I said it's very interesting because it's like you see from such a young age, specifically in like the black community and in, uh, a lot of times in the Polynesian community as well, mm -hmm. that this is like your breakout. This is how you get out of your small town. This is how you get a full ride to a college is we're going to train you. We're going to we're going to ingrain this idea that if you're not in pain, if you're not hustling and waking up at five in the morning, if you're not eating this food, having this amount of calories, not drinking, not doing any of these things, then you're not going to be successful. You're not going to have money for your family one day. Absolutely. And then and then you have these commentators who are, if you look at ESPN, if you look at the sports newscasters, majority are white. Like, yeah. like the majority. And, I know. And also, and, the ones and the majority of the white I was, manager, the managers are white. I was just going to say, yes, if you really yes, want to. People in positions of power are all white people. Exactly. I said, if you really want to take it there, the disparities yeah. racially and socioeconomically on sports oh, teams, my God. the managers, the most of the time head coaches the are white and aren't from mm -hmm. the communities that these players come from. And then also, if you really want to talk about it specifically with football, most quarterbacks are white and they're the highest paid on the field. Then the people yep. who are taking the brunt, like people who work defense and are taking the hits most of the time are black individuals. And don't even get me started on the drafting and recruiting process. The recruiting process no. for colleges and then the drafting process. Like I have had boys personally tell me how you are lined up in a room and they are measuring things and how high can you jump. And I understand in sports, there's a certain sense of athleticism that you want to see how people excel. Yeah. But there are pretty inhumane practices when you talk about sports in nuance and I do think that there's a lot of space for change and I pray that there's more compassion and we talk more about implementing mental health and the longevity of people's lives in sports overall college mm. and professional um but yeah it's really disheartening and I'm it's, just really thankful that Damar is like alive right now yeah it's funny it's not funny it's it's interesting you bring this up and the only thing that like the thing that keeps going into my head and also can I say America is one of the only countries in the world that plays football like American football. So let's just... Mm -hmm. yes, it means like, it's so I've dangerous. been in the UK for two weeks. Can I just say that no, we don't can I do just that say, here? We're different. Can I just say, as as a Brit myself, as a Brit myself, I don't like that. I don't... Matt Healy, Matt Healy. I like Brittany Bronski when she does that impersonation. But um, it reminds me of the Hunger Games. It literally reminds me of the Hunger Games, how you have people at the ESPN and like the like the higher boxes of the owners and the stakeholders of the games and the stakeholders of the teams just huddling along, betting on each other, betting on different teams, betting on people. 
and then these people are getting hurt and you and also i feel like there must be a study out there that shows that like when there's fights in the hockey field there's fights or something breaks out on the court or the field um people the correlation more. between domestic violence and athletes because yes. they don't because yes. they don't talk to them about the fact that you cannot be a violent person everywhere keep that shit on the field but that's not what people yep. care about there are a lot of coaches you feel me that are like you need to be this all the time. You need to not cry. You need to know. Like, you're not curating these holistic human beings that, you know, are compassionate. I very much believe that, you know, you can, quote, unquote, have that dog in you and be a great athlete and be competitive and be a LeBron James, but also be loving and compassionate. And but, take care um, of yourself. Yeah. That's why I love seeing yeah. rappers and sports people in grocery stores, like, <laughs> buying healthy food. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, the other day, Alicia and I were at Era One. We'd never go there, but we went this one day. Mm-hmm. And we saw Enelie Choppa, just him with his group, like yeah. Chop, Choppa Go Blanca. I love that you said group, his little entourage. His okay. little entourage. His entourage. And, I mean, that man had his cart filled to the brim. And that just brought me joy. I'm like, I love that men are starting to take care of themselves more, especially like mm. rappers. I feel like you would never, you would just be, I, I don't know, you wouldn't assume that because prejudice yeah but i just prejudice. love that i love that <laughs> prejudice, prejudice. You, you but, I'm not, but i'm not prejudice oh okay okay, okay. yes um, you guys it took me genuinely like 40 minutes to find an outfit today nor i ended up wearing denim jeans and a white shirt and literally the person like that this is why i need you to come back mm. to california mm. because i need to learn how to dress myself, and you were like yeah. my person that I depended on. But since yeah, we're entering both of us, I know. Mm-hmm. Since we're entering twenty twenty three, what do you think are our trend projections? Yes, where are yeah, we going? So, so you know, Josie, I'm honestly really grateful that you brought this up. I'm I'm more grateful than I've ever been in my entire life because I feel like twenty twenty three is going to be a big year. I think there's two things that are coming out this year, and I'm not, not one of them is me. It's one. Bold. All I see is bright colors. Bold. bold or bulk? Bold. But you should buy in bulk. It's better for the environment. But bold. Is Second is community. I think book clubs are in this year. I think more things with communities. Like more groups will be made. I know someone book club. I love it. No, but like more group chats, more group outings, more community. I think Ooh. people are going to rely on each other more this year. I feel like individualistic styles are going to be in. But community-oriented lifestyles are going to be uh, crucial. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that makes sense, I don't know. yeah. Because maybe... And I feel like... People are outside like never before. People are... Except right now because of the the, the rain Horrifying and the Tropicana rain that is existing. Yeah, what's going on? LA. It's the rainforest in LA. Apparently, California is like 99.9% more wet than the entire earth right now on land. My favorite thing, I call it a cunt walk. It's walking oh. in the rain without a hood or a jacket. And you're just like strutting unbothered. I just, that's my favorite thing to do when I rain. It's because then everyone no, looks I'm at you like, well, what's happening? <laughs> but my hair looks no, better it's, when it's wet. Uh, no, it does. It's, it's, well, I'm not saying that your hair looks better when it's wet, but no, like, thank you. You're telling me that I'm about- ugly with dry hair. I you are ugly with dry man. hair. We're all ugly with dry hair. But it's something about also wearing a white t-shirt, Josie. Like wearing a white t-shirt in the uh, in the rain with your wet mm. hair. And you can almost see like it was the planned. see-through of the nips. Like you know you're walking that runway. Okay, so you're telling us that we're bu- being buying in bulk is coming back in <laughs> communities. <laughs> and being Fuck bold. you. 
Fuck you is and what no, I'll say first. You said both colors, which I love because if you know yes. anything about me. Wait, but yeah. I love a color. But so so if you want to talk fashion, I'll give you the niche streetwear brands like Diesel, Digital Cameras, New Balances, Daddy's Money, uh, the resurgence of the Adidas Gazelles and their Gucci collab, Ruffles, Mesh Flowers, mm, unedited mm. but edited photos at the same time, post, posting mm. multiple times a day, <laughs> being real, continuing not to be real, rocking the makeup you wore the last night before the next mm. day. That's what's fucking in. Okay, let's I break this Ruffles. down. Yeah, let's break this down. So you're saying posting multiple times a day is going it's gonna to be come back, back in again because I feel like Instagram kind of died. I feel like I definitely don't use it anymore. I I find Instagram. You know what I feel like posting on Instagram? I when? feel like I am. I feel like I just. I feel like when I post on Instagram, it is as if I just bought like a red pair of panties and a bra, and I'm going mm. to Times Square and I'm standing on top of a building, forcing, yep. ev- putting a gun to everybody's head, Ooh. telling them to look at me. Ooh. Like it's so embarrassing. I know what you know. It feels how embarrassing. That is, I like, I'm like, no, I agree with that. I agree with a that. A lot Post of people don't Instagram. use Instagram anymore. Like no, I have friends that have deleted the app. They don't what? have the app on their phone. I love that. Like at all. See, I don't. I I don't blame them because here's the thing. Like what Josie said about where, like basically being nude on Times Square and everyone <laughs> laughing at you and pointing at you and saying you're not enough. That's what Instagram is. I wasn't. But what? She didn't. She didn't say that. I added that part because <laughs> okay. whenever I post on Instagram, I'm like, "Tell me I'm enough," and that's mm. on therapy next mm. week. My next but, comment on your Instagram post is just the word "enough." You are enough. <laughs> this is giving <laughs> enough. We should make that a trend. We should make that a merch. We like, should make that. So but I don't enough. know why. When you say you are enough, it's like, oh, that's validating. That's empowering. When you just say enough, it means I feel like that sounds like stop. We don't want anymore. That means like, shut this the fuck is, up. This is that enough. means shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, but but here, okay. So another trend is like for TikTok. A mm. lot of first of all, when I post, Girl, which I made not a this, second. Not this person messaging me. Who Girl, did you just stop <laughs> the middle of her talking? <laughs> fuck you. What did he say? He just, Who is it? He we just, can't say. He sent me this. Why can't you say? This emoji. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So okay. let's, 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 let's focus. Let's focus. Okay. On TikTok. So whenever I'm on TikTok, I feel like I'm talking into a void. And like no one wants to talk. You feel like you're talking to a void when you're on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Sorry. I just, I, I had to interrupt because they were holding hands and I wasn't there. So We, we were, were holding hands. <laughs> You're having hallucinations. So, you guys, I chugged so me. much coffee. I chugged gaslighting so much coffee. Can I be honest right now? I'm having we really bad anxiety. Hands. I'm so sorry. I'm having really bad anxiety. Guys, 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 guys. Okay, look. Let's take a <laughs> centering moment. Five second centering moment. Okay. Five second centering. Five, four, three. You're two, giving me more anxiety one. counting down like that. What the fuck? Okay. Take yes, okay. And yes, TikTok. And I, you mean TikTok. TikTok? I'm done. I'm done with TikTok. Gaslighting's in in 2023. <laughs> Gaslighting, no gatekeeping, girl bossing. No, are we bringing that from is not, No, gatekeeping is not in. Girl bossing is not in. Gaslighting, on the other hand, and, that is and in. gatekeeping. Keep Can I gaze. be honest? I think certain. Oh, thank you so much. I know what you meant with the mic, but um. Why are you making that face? Do you know that I don't? Even, I can't I, even see the soundboard, and I knew she was. Pe- was she peeking? Yep. See, yeah, I felt it. In, <laughs> you know what that felt like? That what, what, what are those like? What are those like where people will be asked questions and then it's like, that's the truth. What are those? I love those. We need to oh, do the, the Vogue, the, the Vogue. Yes. No, it's the not Vogue. Vogue. Like it's, it's, test. it's Vanity Fair, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, I feel like. But we need to get back on track. So what are, you, sub, wait, what are you about to say before you? Say I think it? some subcultures and minorities do need to gatekeep more. Does that make sense? Agreed. Like, Agreed. So, I don't think everything needs to be for everyone. I'm so like about humanity, inclusiveness, the collective. Wait, you don't think? You don't but, think like hijabs should be for everyone or cornrows <laughs> to be for everyone? 
I know, really but controversial she's a, topic. For everyone. Also, can we talk about it for real everyone? quick? The way I got eaten alive from people when I said white people can't wear braids, y'all acted if, as I said the craziest thing ever. All of y'all was in my DMs. Did they? Yes. Oh my yes, god. Yes. Oh my god, Josie. I remember sitting next to Alicia and people would be like, "Why the fuck can't I wear braids?" Those and this were is like the, this white girl. And no, the, those were the most negative comments we've gotten on an episode. I promise. So I hate to say it. The general trend of the white gaze is gaining back relevance in pop culture. Mm. It's true. And it's definitely going to continue. And the Kardashians are nothing, if not a barometer of the zeitgeist of what's happening. Like, I think you're right about that. I hate to say it. Like, I think you're white about that. You're done. <laughs> that you're but I done. think you're right. They're taking their BBLs out. They're spray tanning a lot less. Yes. Their hair type. Suddenly, Khloe Kardashian goes Isn't from it's... looking like Sierra to looking like Taylor Swift. Mm. It is a major shift. I agree. It is. Tell us more. And, it's, and I, I feel like they're constantly the... I said it once. We said it with Mr. John Lovett here. But Chris Jenner... The devil works hard. Chris Jenner works harder. And it's... They run so much of what the pop culture, the news and media outlets put out. Like, what's coming in? What's going out? And also, when you look at who runs Vogue, when you look at who runs Vanity Fair and all these major establishments and magazines, they're usually white men and women also running what's in right now what's the new trends for 2024 from now and so it's interesting when you have these people like the kardashians like you said taking out their bbls taking out their hair extensions their false lashes their lip fillers and now there's so... gonna be this whole boom of people doing the same thing it's like they're in their white era which is so interesting as white women <laughs> but they can afford to shift with the trends in that way. And yeah. they can afford to be the ones who are making those trends. It is it is just so fascinating to me how people, mm. how some people, you know, can mm. just go back and forth between what features they want to have and skin tones they would like. Like, I just, it's just mm. funny, you know, I sit here and I don't think that I could ever be mistaken for, no, you know, another race if, if it was trendy. Mm. Um, and I feel like I've talked about it a lot on the pod. It It is something that irks my spirit that I think, you know, I'm going to speak on a larger level that I think it is just trendy, you know, like with this idea of like black fishing and whatever meets the moment and, you know, being able to like appropriate when you want to and when you don't. But something that does bring me a lot of joy and I do want to talk about is Northwest's TikTok. Have yep. you guys seen her impersonating her dad? Her TikTok scares me, to be honest. Wait, what? I did not know this. Can we talk I'm about it? Be, I'm scared of it. I'm just like, I, she I'm, seems I, like, I, I do not want to talk about a kid in a bad way. Yeah, I was going to say that. If okay, she's, yeah, any, not, if she's anything like Kanye, I'm afraid. No. You know what? I, but I know we, that Kim, Kim seems like a good mom, though, so I feel like she's raising her good. But you know what's crazy? Kim doesn't tell her children about Kanye or anything yeah. about him. She, so they don't know anything about him as far as all the negative the fact that he's an anti-semite and the fact that he has done all these like problematic and abusive stuff they just think that he's like a perfect dad so she has to sing their songs mm -hmm. his songs with them in the car yeah and she even has to be subjected to north dressing up as him which if i was her mom and my daughter was dressing up as my abusive not the daughter. Ex, i would not be okay with it i'd be like listen, take that beard off your face stop <laughs> listen um, it's so fascinating because I, one, we pray for all the children in the world, but, um, I don't know. I love these TikToks because I feel like 
there's a sense of normalcy in them. Like I love seeing her like do shit that we all did growing up, like like awkward, just like impersonating her dad. And I wait, don't know if I was on TikTok constantly and like oh, showing no, God. Are like, you kidding? Um, I when I was a kid, I was I was playing with Polly Pockets. No, but I think that's like the the day and age of those kids now. Like you know, like which was crazy. But there's so many people viewing that. Yeah, and I feel like she wants that now but like when she looks back she's gonna be embarrassed no but i i think that there's like a beauty like i would i'm embarrassed in my youtube video i have private that shit. oh like i think we were all embarrassed about little videos that we took i remember like making little singing videos and stuff but like i love like this sense of normalcy and her just like exploring and North i think Mulsey. and <laughs> wow t Sorry. that but Sorry. I, um you know like kim talking in that angie martinez interview which shout out to angie martinez she is like a new york icon and legend she's been in like journalism for the last like De- few decades um and kim opening up and being like you know i want to shield her from that stuff i don't know i think that that's really beautiful and powerful and i hope that she gets as much space to like be weird and funny and do things that she finds fun and i think it's cool that she's making like tiktoks with her mom like yeah so i i enjoy them yeah i'm gonna but kanye obviously com- we don't support here and we don't support no anywhere. um I- I'm going to keep my comments on North to a very minimum because mm. she is a kid. Absolutely. And I, I don't have the most positive thoughts. Mm. So and I, I just, I, I don't know. There's. Yeah. I don't know. We don't negative this. Yeah. I don't need to say anything else. Like, I just feel like she, like the skincare routine and nine. I don't know. I don't know. She just pisses me off. And maybe I'm jealous of her. <laughs> maybe it's because I'm jealous of this nine year old. Truly. Do you want to be North? Do you want to be North? I love that. Do I want to be Northwest? No. <laughs> I no. also love you respecting hood rules. We don't talk about kids or mothers negatively. No, that's the thing uh, also in the Arab community. Like, you don't talk about your mother-in-laws, no, mothers, no. or kids. Always off limits. Unless you want to fight. Did you see any of that chef shit that went down? Did you guys see what? that? What? On TikTok and Twitter. There was this chef that went viral. Um, and literally it all happened just yesterday. It is fresh off the press. What happened? So black Twitter went crazy. Let me pull it up. Black Twitter went crazy because a video went viral of this like oxtail pasta, right? And this chef- Oxtail pasta? Okay, baby. A quick little lesson. Oxtail super, super- like huge in the Caribbean. It's a delicacy, okay. but it sometimes can be hard to buy. And also like mm-hmm. there's this whole narrative about oxtail. Like it feels like home. It's super, super cultural. It's like, Got it. you know, important in the Caribbean. And like there's all these like jokes and a lot of um, ideas behind like your oxtail, like going to a Jamaican spot where you get mm. these patties and oxtail like in in New York or Florida, whatever, and um, how they sell out a lot or how oxtail can be really expensive, whatever. So this guy goes viral with this oxtail pasta video and it seems like he's lovely and pleasant, right? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. They didn't let him have his five minutes of fame. With his oxtail pasta. (gasps) His oxtail pasta was great. Who's they? Who's they then theirs? The person is... (laughs) Listen, listen. Who, Who, what, where? Who, what, where? Okay, so this man... Goes viral for this pasta, and he seems lovely in the video. And then all of these girls come out, dragging him to hell. And this all happened yesterday. Why are they dragging him? I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> I feel like a little kid who came back from the playground. I'm telling you. So this, yeah, one, yeah, girl, yeah. this one girl goes, a couple years ago, you literally told me to kill myself. You're an awful <gasps> person. You're an awful person. No laughing, mi gente. No laughing. This is serious as shit. Okay, okay. Continue. And then other girls come out and go, you literally called me an ugly darkie. A couple years <gasps> ago. These women 
come out in droves, droves, saying, like, you are an awful person. You do not deserve to go viral on Twitter or TikTok or anything. Oh, my God. And this all happened just yesterday. So his dark past is backfiring on him. And then this man, this man makes a video and makes an apology and goes, you know what? Cooking um, play the video. really saved my life. Play the video. I'm looking for it. Someone literally said, you commented on one of my pics on my old account and said, my dark skin made me ugly. I was in high school. <gasps> called me all types of butterface. You said if I was light-skinned, I would look better. <clears throat> now you're a chef? That's crazy. And this is his video. He posted this video three days ago. This girls, These girls have been dragging him to hell yesterday. Look, this is him. It's just a regular cooking video. Uh, and he looks really nice. Whatever. Hold it like that. Like this. Okay, so the, that, the video's not important. It's all the quoted tweets. And then... Spill some of the tweets. Spill some of the tweets. I need to hear this. Also, the girls, I'm proud of them. If literally, you're listening and you're one of the women, we are so proud of you. We are so proud of you. Someone literally said 2023 started off with a bang. Oxtail pasta. Don't make me explain it. It's literally become so viral. Like, what's crazy is like... Austin Crew, one of our close friends, literally went live and is like, these people are coming. That was last night. Yes. I missed the live. Yeah, it, I, I, I saw like, the live. I saw the live. Like, I think it was on TikTok or something. And he literally was like, this is insane. Like, people are coming out the woodworks. I wish I could find the things. Wait. Because he came out with an apology and he was like, cooking saved my life. And everybody's like, making these like, joke tweets and quoting it. And being like, um... The colorism just left my body because I learned how to make pasta and like all of these things. But Please. yeah, it's it's insane and they are not letting this man succeed. And honestly, good for them. Like he's been awful to all these women. They were like, you don't deserve to go viral. And that's what happened just yesterday. That so. is crazy. It's insane. And that just shows like the truth always comes out. And yes. literally, like no matter what you do to try to cover it, if you're a bad person, I'll come back. Austin? Yes. Okay, Josie. so we're we're talking about the chef. Uh, we're on, this is the Potter. You're now. on the podcast right now, Austin. Hi, baby boy. Okay. We're talking, Hi, Austin. We're talking about the chef that went viral on TikTok. What is your 60 second take on this horrible guy that wronged all of these girls who are now coming back to haunt him? The oxtail pasta man. Oh my Stop. god! It went down yesterday, didn't it, bitch? It went down. Oh my God. So I still need to read up on the whole story. But awesome. my thing is anybody who has the heart to cook food that is on some stuff, for me, is just a no no. Right. It's just disgusting. I mean, who does that? Like, <laughs> like, I'm okay, wait. I'm going to read his apology tweet because I found it. His apology tweet okay. said, To those I've heard with my past tweets that have resurfaced, I'm deeply sorry. That was a moment in my life where I was sick in more ways than one. Cooking saved me. You have watched a flawed man heal. I will continue to heal and learn. Thanks for being along the journey. Um, <laughs> it's giving very much unhinged because how was that even? How long ago was that tweet? Literally, literally. And it's the way Yvette Nicole Brown is in this man's comments. Like, I'm looking at all the quotes. Somebody said, the colorism leaving his body after learning how to cook. Like, uh, uh, wait like, a minute. Like, people are saying, <laughs> laughing at this, because they're like, not only were you colorist to, like, all of these dark-skinned women, which is just deplorable right. and awful, but you also, like, abused women and told them to kill themselves. You don't get to go viral. Oh, no. Uh, uh, 
wait a minute. You don't get to go viral. And uh, you know that Missy Vet going to be right there. Missy Vet. Missy Vet Nicole Brown is not going to miss that opportunity. She wanted a, she wanted a Twitter warrior. <laughs> she wanted an OG. <laughs> she wanted an OG Twitter warrior. It's really not a game with Vet. It's giving very much. Let's cancel this man. It's giving very much. He's going to jail. <laughs> You're going to jail. Exactly. You're going to jail. Um, thank you for your hot take. We love you. And we're going to do this again. Love you, Austin. Love you, Austin. Talk soon. Bye. Not once in that entire thing, in the entire apology, was there a sorry. So I don't know what kind of apology is that. So we'll move on. Thank you. I'm happy that we said that. You guys, speaking of tea, this is my favorite type of tea because I feel like I can really get into it. White trash tea Mm. and this white trash tea is seeping piping hot Mm. from the griddle on the stove that (gasps) belongs to prince harry prince harry's new mamar came out today which is now a few days before you guys are listening to this and it is filled with so many secrets that even me as someone who i'm not a royalist i'm an anti-royalist despite being in scotland when the queen died in scotland i think she was waiting for me uh, it is insane. Here are just a few things that Prince Harry exposes in this new memoir. Tell me this is not insane. Okay, Harry says that William, his brother, attacked him at one point. Oh. That his older brother knocked him onto the floor over an argument uh, about Megan. Mm. Okay, that's one thing. Another thing that happened is, get ready for this. Yeah. The brothers urged their father to not marry Camilla, which I did not even know. Oh. Yeah, so they told their father to not marry Camilla, who's obviously now queen, uh, because they thought she would be a wicked stepmother. (gasps) No Um, way. After after Our Lady died. Yeah. So he came for who is known now as the current queen, if I'm not mistaken? Is she the queen? She's the queen consort. The stepmom, yeah. Consort, Oh, wow. Um, Anyway, which is she? Okay. This is the biggest one. Harry killed 25 people in, in Afghanistan. He admitted to it. He, When he was serving in the British Army in Afghanistan, he said that in the heat of combat, he was seeing everybody as like chess pieces rather than people. And he killed 25 people. What? How insane is that? That is absurd. I, like, that's something you go to your grave with. Imagine I was marrying someone knowing that they've killed 25 people. Let like, alone one person, 25. Also, like, also, I didn't know they let actual royals serve in the military. Yeah, they, do they, they have did. To? That, well, they, yeah. I think they have to. Yeah, they they have to at least but like do something like, along with the military. I thought like you're just like country. serving, like you're in a cute outfit if you're a royal. You don't have to no, like, do anything. Not, you just like not, stand on the side. I cannot. Not the serve. They but said I'm they put sorry. in the I'm sorry. Whoa. You go, to that, like, you go to your grave with that shit. Absolutely. I don't care. You need to... I know you want to get money for the memoir. Listen, I'm live laughing and loving with Harry and Meghan. But that shit should have been left for your deathbed. I'm sorry. That's Isn't insane. Isn't that insane? No. Imagine having to live with that trauma. And imagine if he's telling us that, how much more fucked up shit other royals have done in the oh, past. Oh, that my aren't, God. That aren't just saying. Absolutely. Like... They have done and seen some dark stuff for sure. He also talked about stuff that I commend him for, which is his, like, teenage drug use Mm. and how he, like, was literally doing cocaine at 17. Didn't he also lose his virginity outside of a dumpster? Yes. I was just about to get into that. I was just about to get into that. 
He literally said that he lost his virginity to an older woman who liked horses. I don't know why he said that. Um, and and as he said, quote, treated me like an uh, or treated me not unlike a young stallion. Oh, which is oh my really God. interesting. The oh woman is God. not named in the book, but he does say, quote, among the many things about it that were wrong, it happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. He said, obviously, someone had seen us, which is like, I mean, he's airing it all out there. All of it. All I mean, tea. sorry, that sounds like an iconic virginity story. Like, Say what you will. Like, that I hope is. it was consensual. And he's like, OK. I, I feel like if he's telling it like that and he I feel like he wouldn't say it. I don't know. But also, who am I to say that? But also, um, was he a minor? Okay, there's there's a lot going on. There's, there's a lot, and also I'm, so I'm just thinking on. about I'm thinking about Megan reading this like this. Now, some would argue, how many times do you have to tell the story? Because I feel like he's been telling the story for so long. I mean, he they had the interview with Oprah. They have this mm-hmm. Netflix show. They have her podcast now. He has his autobiography. It's like, I yes, I get they have to make money. They're not being supported by the royal family. They have to pay millions of dollars in security. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's how much is too much. And obviously the royal family, or maybe not the family, but the institution itself is racist. And the family probably has like these unconscious biases because Prince Harry actually never called them racist. Meghan Markle never called them racist, like the family themselves. Yeah. Which the Brits love to bring up that like they accuse them of racism, whatever. And that never came out of their mouths. Yeah. But they Which definitely they had have, a certain but... level of and they could have. Yeah. But they definitely had a certain level of bias that was overwhelming and implicit and internally racist um which i think is just crazy so on one hand i'm sort of like you need to save this conversation for at home because my mother told me never to you know get in fights like this with my family members in such a public way but on another hand it's like if you're being silenced silenced (laughs) to the brim that part uh, and the brink of insanity it's like at one point, do you just just tell Put everything? It all I mean, remember, this is the same family yeah. that leaked the letter that was written from Meghan Markle yes. to her father in confessing all of this personal stuff. And, and they say, allegedly, this was leaked either by the father or by the royal family of yeah. the institution to the British press. And, yeah. See, it's funny you bring that up because— so my dad and I got into this argument because Talia sent me a screenshot. My dad commented on the BBC's Instagram where it was like, um, Harry, you should be very proud of all the things that you've done. But also, like, this is between a family. Don't air your dirty laundry out. You live a blessed life. You have a beautiful, you have beautiful kids. You have a beautiful wife. And I was like, I understand. But I feel like that is so older generation mm-hmm. where it's so keep it in the family. Don't talk trauma. Don't like just smile and keep pushing. Keep moving forward. In one And in one coin side of the coin, I understand that you can handle things internally. But on another hand, this is so much deeper because this family also runs all of the media and press within the entire UK. On top of that, he's already lost his mother. And and they've been leaking to the press like forever. He says that one time uh, Charles basically... He worked with a tabloid on a story about Harry and his drug use. They've been leaking stuff for so long. Harry talked about a time where his father, Charles, basically worked with a British tabloid about a story about Harry's, uh, like, reputation and his drug use, which is... That's... 
insane. That is disgusting. That's my thing. Like, I, I will be honest. I am not a royalist whatsoever. I am not as familiar with the family. But what I do know is growing up, we were fed that Harry was the bad boy. Like, I yes. don't really know about the yes. news stories or the information. We were fed that Harry was the bad boy his whole life. I haven't really cared. I'm not, like, a gossipy person. But he was struggling. But that's my thing. He was struggling. Like, and he was dealing with mental health issues. Like, Yeah, he said he like, suffered with severe anxiety and panic attacks. Like, my thing is, the, the matter of fact is, like, the public and the press has been forcing him to live in the limelight in a way that he did not choose. He did not ask for this life. The public took his mother, if we want to be honest. Like that, yes, that, Alicia, that, yes. That, mo that monster of uh, infrastructure, right? And I'm not saying that America's exempt from that either. Just like the awful nature of press. And then he was built up to be this idea that wasn't him. Here's the thing. I'm probably not going to read the book. I haven't seen the documentary. But I support a person reclaiming their truth and their narrative. And I'm like, air it all out, baby. Because here's the thing, too. Whether we like it or not, the press will never stop coming for this family. As their child grows up, they're going to pay ridiculous amounts of money for where that kid goes to school. Pictures oh. of him. Like, they will be subjected to this forever. So. So I fully support the idea of them continuing to tell their story, of them fighting the false narratives that are put on them. Tell it all. Like, I'm not going to read the book. I'm probably not going to watch the documentary. It's not something that I'm, you know, really. But he has been abused left and right. And That's you're right. My he thing. has a right to say something. Claim your narrative, say your truth, and tell it all, baby boy. And I hope that it's liberating they, for him they, and cathartic. They weren't. The family, Charles, told Harry that there wasn't enough money to support him and Megan. This is what this is before they left the royal family yeah. and that whole thing. Like he had told his father that, you know, he was obviously marrying this girl and the father said that he had no money to go around. So imagine yeah. being forced to work, being forced to serve be in this country. environment and serve your country in a way that like is ingenuine to you and is inauthentic and something that you do not want to do and you're not even being compensated for that. Yeah. Literally they, crazy. I also they no, may not say it, but I will say it. The family's punishing them, and they are racist, and there are bigotry. That's, like, Alicia, you know what I mean? That, like, Alicia, that's exactly it, because I'm sorry. I think that's a pathetic excuse. You see William with a white wife coming, coming from a great university. Also, Megan went to an incredible university. But what's the difference between Kate and Megan? She's black. And Kate is white. That is the difference. And Kate is from the UK. And she's also, like, she comes from a hierarchy of a different family. Megan's mom, she was raised by a single mom later in the age in LA. She went yeah. to an art school. She And also, yeah. I really actually implore people to watch the docu-series. Obviously, it is biased. Yeah. It's from them. Yeah. But you listen to Megan's mom talk about the point of view. And also, Megan asked Prince Charles to walk her down the aisle because her father couldn't. Mm -mm. The tabloid forgets about that yeah i'm also did you guys see how like controversial and it became like a hot topic that i think she's a housewife i think her name is bethany or something bethany, bethany frankel. frankel yeah Can't she was like she was though. like she was like shut up already like i think i saw a video on tiktok of her being like shut up like what else do we have to hear from you and i thought it was hilarious because someone commented girl didn't you pee in a bucket on live television right like people, people yeah people, bethany, bethany people, shut the fuck up like, and go back to new york and i think it's like that leads us to something else like people love to, you know, comment on stuff they don't know anything about. Exactly. And the implications of this are going to be insane. Some say that because he admitted to using psychedelics, I don't know what the statute of limitations on that in America. Like some people are, have refused their like visitor's visa. I think America loves him, so I don't think we need to worry about that. Yeah. But can I just say the tea that's going to break out in the family themselves? You know what I want? I want Charlemagne the God 
to fly to London, bring little Prince Harry and his girl, Meghan Markle, and sit these people down and really talk it out. I feel like he is the one to do it. Charlemagne. I think Charlemagne. You think Charlemagne, the goddess, I, Charlemagne, no, because I think he's intelligent. I think he's a, he has a, a nice empathetic. Show. I think he is strong. If anyone can, I, it's Z Way or Jennifer Hudson, and oh no one can gosh. tell me. Or Kelly Clarkson. Or Kelly Clarkson. Those are three women. Or Drew Barrymore. Uh, Drew Barrymore Drew will save just, the royal family. <laughs> anyway, so rest in peace. <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry, I don't know why I said that. What? But <laughs> not rest in peace. <laughs> whenever, sorry. I'm sorry, let's can that be a thing? Like, where, whenever shit goes south, rest in peace. Okay, let's put to rest uh, this, though. But we pray for Harry. We we pray for the family. But I do think if Jerry Springer was still around, uh, he could do it. But I think Charlemagne, it's on you, boo. And, shout um, out Charlemagne. And yeah, pray for them. <laughs> And that was our Dare We News, you guys. Pretty great. Pretty grand. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Welcome to our first ever rendition of Bone to Pick, where we have a bone to pick with one of our audience members or listeners who have complained about something we have said on the show, either via DM or uh, showing up at our house or mailing us something or sending us a dirty little email. Okay, Yasmin, you have 90 seconds to talk about your bone to pick with one of our audience members who have spoken to you about reproductive rights. And go. This is for user. I am a prick with a small penis and receding hairline 69. This one's for you. I'm sorry, what the fuck? I'm sorry, what the fuck? All of these comments were coming from me because I said that this is not a life. I'm sorry, it's a fucking zygote in the side of a uterus, which is not a beating thing. Like, my my literal fake acrylic fucking nails has more cells than that embryo. Sorry about it. I think it's so pathetic how you'll come for us being like, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Honestly, you, you can shove yourself right up someone's fucking arsehole is what you can do. I'm tired of this bullshit. Like, you could call, call me out for what you want. You're like for the death penalty. I stalked your Instagram, actually. I went through your stories, you pro-grun son of a bitch. I don't give a fuck. You probably get your fucking jackets and stuff after you skin an animal alive after hunting in the middle of fucking Tennessee you and you're still you probably you probably drink blood in the morning you fucking vampire 20 seconds left 20 seconds left I just genuinely think you're you're the one going to hell I also think that you're ugly like objectively if there was a gun to my fucking head I still wouldn't fucking kiss you that's how ugly you are Christ. Okay, and right. Sorry, on the is dot. that too much to say? You came for my fucking rights. No, you I'm came pr- for my rights. I'm first. proud of you. Thank you for that. Sorry. And you know what? It's a man. Can we just we'll just make sure everyone knows it's a man. You're not calling a woman That's ugly. Because no women are ugly. That's actually true. Even though there was a woman who was really I almost started crying at the Paris airport this morning because a woman was so mean to me. Oh no. And I couldn't be rude to her because she was so beautiful. And her <laughs> boyfriend literally looked at me and mouthed me. Stop. Have Pretty privilege. All right, you guys. That was our first rendition of Bone to Pick. You guys, such vibes. Thank you for educating me. I feel like I was filled in on so much today. Same. I-, I learned that sports are literally bad and we should ban them and also create oh, okay. more safety for people. <laughs> and also that hungover chic is in. And I love that, guys. This was beautiful. We should do it again. Agreed. This was fun. I love a hot topic. You guys keep me young. Stay educated, um, stay up, stay down. And uh, if you want to leave another note on my car, babe, go ahead. Text me. Let's hang out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 
Dare We Say is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. And Sandy Gerard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda. And me, Yasmin Hamadi. And me, Alicia Pascual Peña. Our engineer and editor is Jordan Cantor, and Brian Vasquez is our theme music composer. Our video producers are Matt DeGroote, Narm Melkonian, and Dolan Villanueva, and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverett, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okalati for marketing the show and making us look so damn good.